3: This is live coverage from
1: ABC News. Terror at the nightclub. Here is ABC News correspondent Brad Milkey.
0: The last 24 hours we've learned all the names of the victims in the Orlando nightclub attack, but the investigation into the suspected gunman continues. And right now authorities in Orlando briefing reporters on the latest details. Let's go live to there now.
4: Of OPD, United States Attorney Lee Bentley and our law enforcement partners at the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Orange County Sheriff's Office, the ATF, and the DEA. Also with us today are Florida Governor Rick Scott and Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. I'd like to thank all of my partners standing here with me today and many others who have come from all over the nation to assist us in investigating this terrible attack on our community. The level of cooperation and partnership we have seen has been phenomenal and the last several days has been completely overwhelming. We continue to stand shoulder to shoulder and work together to investigate this horrific attack. We wanted to take the time and give you an update on what we're doing and to again ask for your help in certain areas of the investigation. Because this is an ongoing investigation, there's still much that I cannot share with you. So I'd ask for your patience, and when I tell you that there are certain things that I just cannot discuss at this time. We continue to cover many leads, and we we want to make sure that we share information, that when we share it with you it's not only timely, but that it is accurate. We owe it to the victims, their families, the loved ones, and the community to bear witness with finite accuracy. The FBI's Office of Victim Assistance and our highly experienced Victim Assistance Rapid Deployment Team is working together with the City of Orlando and many of our state and local counterparts and community agencies to provide resources and support victims, the next of kin and loved ones at the Family Assistance Center. And now we have recently moved the Family Assistance Center, so I'd like to share with you where it's located, which is at the Camping World Stadium, and it's open from 10 a.m to 8 p.m. Wednesday through Friday, and 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, and noon to 8 p.m. on Sunday. And for more information regarding that, I would ask you to please visit fbi.gov forward slash Orlando. Victims, all one word. There have been media reports about alleged threats or attacks on members of religious or ethnic communities that could be perceived to be in response to the shooting at the Pulse. Let me be beyond clear on that point. Civil rights violations are a priority for the FBI, and we will investigate reported incidents against individuals based upon any class, any protected class, to include race, religion, and sexual orientation. Any known threats or known incidents should be reported to your local FBI office, or local law enforcement agencies. Let me tell you a little bit about where we are today with the investigation. The FBI's evidence response team remains at the pulse and we continue to process the crime scene. As you might imagine, this is a methodical, time-sensitive, time-intensive work that includes trajectory analysis and crime scene mapping. It's imperative that we get this right. We're committed to staying here for as long as it takes to carefully process the vast crime scene. I will tell you that efforts are underway to reduce our footprint in in an attempt to have the city return to some sense of normalcy. We're doing our best to work as efficiently and as effectively as possible, but remember our goal is to maintain the integrity of the crime scene and the evidence that we collect. We continue to seek and follow all leads about the activities and associates of the shooter, Omar Mir Sadiq Mateen, who like the director, I will not mention his name again. We need your help through in developing the most complete picture of what the shooter did and why he did it. The FBI has placed a seeking information poster on our website at fbi.gov that includes photos and additional information about the shooter. We want to hear from any member of the public who has had any connection or involvement with or any information about the shooter. You may no matter how big or small you think that information may be, as in the plea I asked at the beginning of this investigation, we want to hear from you. You have come through for me and I appreciate that. We have received volumes of information and leads and tips that we have been following up on and continue to follow up on. But regardless of how small that information may be, I still want to hear about it. The FBI stands ready to receive your information. Please do so by continuing to call FBI, 1-800-CALL-FBI or by submitting us a tip at online at tips.fbi.gov. Again, we ask anyone who may have had contact with the shooter to report that information to the FBI. No piece of information is too small, and no piece of information will not be kept kept confidential. You have our assurance we will keep your information confidential. We need those tips to continue coming. As I said before, this investigation is ongoing, and we're not able to provide additional information at this time. Investigations are deliberate by their very nature. And that's because we want to be able to tell you what happened in a thorough and accurate way but realize that will take some time. I ask for your patience as we go about our work. We will continue to keep you informed of our progress and we will continue to have these briefings as information dictates and we are able to share that with the entire community. Once again I'd like to thank our partner agencies and most of all I want to thank the Orlando community. Your courage, compassion, and resilience in the face of a great tragedy are an inspiration to us all. Orlando Strong. Before I depart and turn it over to Chief John Mina, I'd like to remind you of two sites that I hope that the public takes advantage of. The first one being FBI.gov forward slash Orlando Victims. That has information about the Family Assistance Center. And things that the FBI and your local community can do to help you if you are a victim or a loved one of the victims. If you have any questions about any of the vehicles that had to be abandoned as a result of the crime scene, we have set up a one I'm sorry, a, a phone number at 407-246 HELP H E L P, or 407-246-4357. And if we are not able to release that vehicle to you at this time we will provide you with information as to when that vehicle will be available and what you would need to do to be able to take possession of that vehicle i now turn it over to police chief john mina
1: good afternoon Uh, many of you many people from the public have asked how our officers are doing especially the first responders that night Uh, our about yesterday Three or 400 officers uh, came to a, a critical stress management debriefing. Uh, the purpose of that debriefing was for the officers to talk about uh, how they were feeling, to vent to their peers, and to talk about their experience to help them cope and deal with this tragic situation. So after the the main group uh, talked for a bit and were given some instruction by some trained counselors, they all broke out into classrooms in groups of 10 or 15 and had more sessions with trained counselors to talk about uh, their circumstances, their experiences, and how they're feeling and how to deal with the management of the stress of responding to such a tragic incident. So this morning we did the exact same thing with our SWAT team. Uh, All of the members who responded, including uh, the officers who were involved in the shooting. And I can tell you these are some of the most courageous a heroic and toughest men I know, uh, men who have seen things, murders, homicides, uh, unfortunately, dead, inv- dead infants, horrific car crashes, but no one can prepare uh, you for what those officers encountered that night. They stood toe-to-toe, went face-to-face with a mass murderer and performed heroically and courageously, and I'm extremely, extremely proud of them. Uh, so, after all those stress debriefings uh, take place, we're gonna offer offer free counseling, continuing uh, to those officers. Several agencies have come forward to offer that counseling to, to make sure our officers are dealing with that uh, correctly. Uh, now I wanna talk about um, media contacting those officers who have been involved in the shooting. As per our policy and procedure, Those officers who were involved in the shooting uh, are relieved of duty and are prohibited from talking about the shooting or the investigation or any of the circumstances. So I cannot stress this enough. Do not attempt to contact these officers. They will not talk to you. They are prohibited from talking to you by our policies and also by law. So please do not contact them. Uh, they will also not talk about the, investig- the federal investigation, uh, and they will not compromise this investigation. And honestly, I would tell you that there have been some aggressive uh, media outlets that have gone to our officers' homes, have called parents out of state, have posted pictures. Uh, we're stressing to let these officers deal with this situation that they had to deal with that night, let them be with their families, and let them heal uh, without bothering like I said they cannot talk about the investigation so uh, we would appreciate your cooperation in this matter and and now I'm going to turn it over to the U.S. Attorney
5: good afternoon I'm Lee Bentley the United States Attorney for the Middle District of Florida the last three and a half days have been extremely difficult for me personally For my office, for the Department of Justice, and for our law enforcement partners. Like you and the city of Orlando, we're grieving for the 49 victims of the horrific attack at the Pulse Nightclub. But while grieving, we're continuing to investigate the crime that occurred and all of the facts and circumstances that led up to it. Today, I'm not going to speculate with respect to any charges that might be brought, or indeed as to whether any charges will be brought. It's premature to do so. I'm not going to speculate today as to any charges that may be brought, or indeed about whether any charges will be brought. In this case, it is premature to do so. It would interfere and hamper the investigation to put out premature information about where the investigation is headed. I can assure you that it will be a full and complete investigation, and the facts will be known to the public, made known to the public at the appropriate time. Assistant Special Agent in Charge Ron Hopper commented about the threats that have been made to members of the Muslim community. Making these threats is not only wrong. In most cases, making these threats is illegal. Stop it. Any threats like this detract from what we're doing in law enforcement. We want to spend 100% of our time investigating the crime that occurred at the Pulse nightclub and the facts leading up to it. Don't distract us from what we need to be doing. And I I say to anyone out there who's made any such threat or is considering making such a threat, grieve with us. Grieve for the victims of the nightclub shooting with the same solemnity that we are doing and with which it deserves. I'd like to thank all of our federal, state, and local law enforcement officers. Obviously, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, ATF, Homeland Security, and even DEA have been involved in this investigation. Our state partners have been wonderful starting with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the City of Orlando Police Department, the Orange County Sheriff's Office, and of course the state prosecutors have been cooperating as well. The statewide prosecutor as well as the Orange County State Attorney, Jeff Ashton, who's behind. I also would like to thank my colleagues at the Maine Department of Justice I've spoken regularly to the Deputy Attorney General, Sally Yates, and to our Attorney General, Loretta Lynch. In fact, I'll be speaking again to the Attorney General shortly after this press conference. I cannot express to you how concerned the Attorney General and everyone else in the Department of Justice is about the victims in this case, and they are devoting all of their attentions to this investigation. Now I'd like to turn it over to a number of our elected officials who are going to speak. I'd like to tell you that you've seen a number of our elected officials here on scene. Every one of them has tried to assist in the investigation and have had only one question of us, what can we do to help? They obviously have some remarks to make to the communities they serve, to the state they serve. Please respect them by not asking them specific questions about the facts of this investigation. And now I'm going to turn it over to Florida Governor Rick Scott. Thank you.
6: First, I want to thank uh, the federal, state, and local law enforcement. They have done an outstanding job. It starts with the uh, individuals that showed up at the uh, gay nightclub polls. willing to risk their lives to save people that they they never had met before and maybe never will meet again. Uh, I also want to thank uh, the entire Orlando community and, truthfully, the world. Everybody has shown up to say how can they be helpful. Uh, Mayor Jacobs and Mayor Dyer have been here relentlessly seeing what they can do uh, to be helpful. I've had the opportunity to talk to family members that lost their loved ones. Uh, have family members that show, have struggled for their life. They're still going through surgery. I uh, had to cry with the lady that told, recounted the story of the last time she talked to her son and the story of how he bled to death. I talked to a young man that uh, had gunshot wounds. His first concern was how he got back to work. But there's, these are all people just like us. This was clearly an attack. Our gay community, there was an attack on our Hispanic community, it was an attack on Orlando, it's a terror attack on our nation. It's clearly a terror attack on our way of life. Our city or state or nation is going to come back together. I want to thank all of you that have called and tried to help our law enforcement. At the state, have kept our agencies apprised uh, of all that we're doing and constantly them what they could be doing. The Florida Department Law Enforcement has set aside $520,000 to help the Orlando Police Department cover some of their expenses. The Florida Department Law Enforcement has also asked justice for $2 million in grants to help both the city and the county to cover uh, expenses that they have. The State Department Children and Families have set aside $500,000 to cover grief counseling and other issues. And I want to congratulate uh, the mayor, the mayors for, the, uh, for what they've done with regard to uh, reaching out to everybody that's impacted in the new, uh, new center that's open. As I've talked to family members, they are just now, they're, they're in their grieving process, but they're, they're moving on to how are they going to, to bury their loved ones. They're asking for privacy, they're asking for people to respect them. No different than what you would expect if this happened to one of your loved ones. I know everybody is very interested in what happened here, but this is somebody's son or daughter, brother, sister, grandchild, and they are grieving. They cannot imagine how this happened to their family. Like, none of us could imagine how this could have happened to any of our families. So I want to thank everybody for all they're doing to help each of these families get back to work, get their lives back to as normal as possible and never be the same. But this state is resilient, this city is resilient, this country is resilient. We all know we've got to, this is terror, we've got to destroy ISIS, and as a nation we'll do that. Thank you. Now I'll turn it over to, um, to Mayor Buddy Dyer.
3: Thank you, Governor. Good afternoon. During the past three days, the people of Orlando across the country and around the world have responded with love, compassion, and unity, and we are overwhelmed by the outpouring of love for our community. I'm pleased to announce that we've had one, the One Orlando Fund open for two days and we have already raised $3.6 billion. And that total keeps rising. Disney stepped up to a million dollars. The Orlando Magic and DeVos Family Foundation donated $500,000. And earlier today, J.P. Morgan also donated $500,000. But today we continue to help the victims and those who witnessed the event to recover. The chief talked about our efforts with our first responders and city personnel and county and local law enforcement agencies in terms of getting the counseling that they need. But there's a wide range of services that the families and the victims and the the witnesses need. So earlier today, we opened the Orlando Family Assistance Center at Camping World Stadium and that's formerly known as the Citrus Bowl, so a lot of you would probably know it as the Citrus Bowl, but it's Camping World Stadium. We have all of the necessary support services in one location. I had a chance to meet with the various providers this morning, and they are extremely excited to be able to be helpful. So many people want to reach out and be able to do something, and they are able to do something for the victims. Everything from assisting with funeral services, to pet foster care, airlines facilitating travel, uh, our tax collector issuing driver's licenses, and IDs. I want to thank the press corps for the responsible reporting and coverage of this event, and the coverage of the heroic acts, and the stories of the people that were involved. But I do want to emphasize what the chief said, and ask you to ask you to um, get a first responder? Yeah. Can we get a first responder?
0: Live from Orlando, as officials are breaking down what has obviously been a horrific week for victims, their families, even the officers that found themselves all of a sudden facing a massacre, you're listening to live coverage from ABC News. And right now, a first responder making his way from the back of the press corps to the microphones to be recognized by Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer.
2: Yeah, if you can give him some room by backing up your cameras, we'll hold out just a minute.
0: As officials gather, you've heard from FBI assistant special agent in charge. You've heard from the Orlando police chief, U.S. attorney, who says that so far he is not commenting on any, any criminal charges being brought.
3: I just want to thank The governor and now the mayor. I everybody has a job to do, and I think for the most part, everybody has done their job well. But please do respect our police officers. They can't talk to you. There's still a federal investigation and an FDLE investigation going on. So please respect them. Mayor Teresa Jacobs.
2: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as mayor of Orange County, I'm calling on all of our 1.2 million residents to do two things. And I'm calling on the citizens across the greater region of 3.3 million people to do two things. One, as assistant, special assistant, Huffer, has said, if you see something, say something. If you say something, he will do something. I think we have all seen, by what we've learned so far, that if more people would have said something sooner, it's just possible this could have been prevented. Please help us in reporting everything that you see that you think could be suspicious or related to this. Next, we have a lot of funerals coming up in our community over the next week and week week and a half. And as I've heard everybody say, we're a resilient community and we are a resilient community, but our capacity to be resilient is only as great as our capacity to love, care for and support everyone in this community. So I'm calling on every member of Orange County, every citizen of this region, to exercise the utmost compassion for every person, for every person experiencing grief, for every person you may disagree with. This is a time for us to come together. This is the time when anyone else who seeks to come to our community and threaten the lives of our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, our friends, this is the time when we say enough is enough, we will not tolerate it. So I think it's time for all of us to look deep in our hearts and souls and make sure we are doing our best to be the kind of people that the five, the 50 people that have died, that they deserve to have protecting them. God bless you and thank you. And now I will turn the podium over back to Mayor Dyer, who's going to take questions. I
4: think that's me.
2: Agent Hopper, what is the status of
6: the wife? Uh, you knew what he was going to do ahead of time.
4: With respect to the uh, the wife, I can tell you that that is only one of uh, many interviews that we've done and will continue to do in this investigation. I cannot comment on the content or the outcome of that investigation, and so at this time I would have no further comment. Have you spoken to other gay club owners, such as Revere? Other gay club owners in Orlando, have you spoken to them, such as the Revere Club? The FBI considers... Uh, Notifying all clubs in the area, which we what we refer to commonly as uh, duty to notify, and we have put out uh, intelligence bulletins uh, and made contact with those clubs to give them a, si- a heightened sense of awareness. I would ask that, based on. The fact that we're going through the period of Ramadan and that we have the 4th of July coming up, that everyone in the community should have just a general sense of awareness, but there's no credible or specific threat that indicates there are anything uh, planned for the Orlando area or nationally.
2: I'm
4: sorry? I can't hear you. The question was, was, was there an opportunity to follow him beforehand? There, there, there are policy and legal implications with respect to counterterrorism investigations. And as I mentioned earlier, at the time of this particular incident, this individual was not a subject of an active investigation, which limits on, on those things that we can do. So, it, no, there was no surveillance at that yes, time. The
5: FBI Westboro Baptist Church? I'm sorry? Is the FBI tracking Westboro Baptist Church?
4: I have no information on that at this time. in terms
6: of the movement that night, have you guys been able to paint a picture of the
2: movement?
4: The FBI is reconstructing uh, the subject's movements uh, going back months, days, hours and minutes before the fatal act here at the Pulse Nightclub and that is something we are looking at and scrubbing thoroughly. It's not anything I can share with you at this time.
3: What was the make and model of the firearm? Yeah. Sorry. What was the make and model of the firearm? All,
4: all the firearms in this incident have been collected and are currently being processed back at Quantico, Virginia, but I will not comment on the types of firearms that were used. No.
2: When did the FBI become aware of the April trip that the team took to
4: Disney? What was the question?
2: When did the FBI become aware?
4: I don't have that information. I don't have that information More this time.
7: Do you believe that he was facing other targets and have you been able to establish when the Facebook posted
4: So that's a two-part question. The question was, are we aware of any uh, other intended targets? I can tell you that we are continuing to pour pour through voluminous amounts of digital media, media, as well as interviews and other investigative techniques. And at this time, there's nothing to suggest there was any other target other than the Pulse nightclub. What was the the second part, sir? Uh, with respect to the Facebook uh, page, uh, that digital uh, analysis is ongoing, and I don't have the answer to that question. I'm sorry. What I'm telling you is through the review that we've done of all the evidence thus far, this was the intended point of attack for that evening. So, is there
2: no any other evidence targets? of any firearms fired in that besides the security and police officials and the shooter?
4: The question was were any other firearms fired inside besides the shooter? And the police, to my knowledge, no, not at this time. I'm not aware of any. I can't share that with you at this time.
2: So,
4: I can tell you that right now, as we speak, there are no impending charges, and I will defer to the United States Attorney to comment on that. But I will tell you that I gave you a commitment when I stood before you the very first day that this happened. We will leave no stone unturned. And what that means is, at the end of all of our interviews, however long that takes, if someone is able to be charged in this investigation, we will bring them to justice. So, just like
2: that, again, were you notified by Disney that the team was there in April, possibly taking the
4: phone? I was not made aware of, of that accusation, no. Personally, I was not. I, I don't have any information. We're out in June. I'm sorry. I don't have any information regarding those those allegations. What, what can you tell, house house tell house house us about the phone calls that he uh, is reported to have made? While he was inside, while the shooting was in progress, unfortunately, because they are subject to the investigation and they are a matter of federal evidence, I can confirm there were phone calls made. We have them. We continue to review them and analyze them, not just in content, but where they came from, where they originated from, or where the calls there uh, terminated. And so, other than that, there's nothing further I can comment. any phone
2: calls
4: that occurred? I'm sure there are, but I'm not aware of any. I'm not aware of any at this time. Are the reports credible that he patronized some gay clubs in Orlando? Are those credible? That some witnesses have said that? Are they checking out? I don't have any knowledge of him patronizing any other clubs uh, Sir, than this one at this time. Are you Ma'am, that's an open-ended question. When we are given given leads for potential terrorist information, they have to meet a certain set of criteria before we can initiate an investigation, and that will be based on the totality of the circumstances at that time. It's kind of a nebulous question at this point. Are you you looking at his
0: previous visits to the club as a casing operation, or something other than
4: that? I will tell you that we're looking at everything, and I can't say that whether it's specifically looked at as a casing, we are looking at everything he did leading up to this attack and as the director pointed out we are going backwards as well to look at all of the things we knew about before and things that we've investigated in the past this is an investigation that has an infinite no finite end at this particular time and that goes for the beginning we're going to go back even further than we did if that's possible
2: I'm sorry
4: the investigation is ongoing at this time, but I will tell you that the, the deceased subject right now is the main subject in this investigation. And so, if you if we are continuing to do interviews to see if there's anybody that's associated, whether that means they were involved in the planning or the execution of this act, they will be brought to de- justice if and when we identify someone. Was there
2: ever any, any, any explosives found in the club, or was that all the bluff on this time?
4: Uh, that's not, it's not something I can uh, confirm for you at this time, but I will. I can confirm that at a later time. Can you I've say definitively whether there were or were not explosives found inside the club? I think she just asked that. Oh, is that what you can Yes. yes. The, the, evidence, the, the crime scene, as I mentioned earlier, is still being processed, and it would be premature for me to, to, to comment on that at this time. Have you interviewed the father? Have
2: you finished
4: interviewing him? Uh, I, can't, I don't have any information on that, I'm sorry. Uh, that that was done down in, in the Miami division and, and I don't have that information here uh, that would be something for chief John me and I can't comment on that
2: How many
4: hours? any
2: other questions
4: the uh, I can't comment on that at this time
2: well, excuse
4: me, excuse me? That's something we're attempting to determine during the course of the investigation. And again, because the crime scene has not been released and all of our interviews have not been uh, completed, I can't comment on that at this time. Is
5: this going to be characterized officially as a hate crime?
4: Here's what I would say about that. This was an act of violence born out of hate that inflicted terror on an entire community. So I would call it a hate crime. I would call it terrorism. It's both. Next question. I'm not going to comment on our investigative techniques at this time. Now
7: that so the are the uh,
4: I don't have the re- the results of those, and so I can't comment on them. Excuse me? Is the shooter's car still here? Uh, that is still a matter of federal evidence. It's still in our custody. Yeah, it's a- That's a good question. I can tell you that we are combing not just this street, but everywhere we believe the shooter to have been, as I mentioned, in in the coming days before this event. And so we are collecting all digital, video, electronic evidence that we can. And again, I would ask anyone out there that that thinks they may have something of FBI concern, bring it to us, no matter how small. We do want to see anything you have that you may have concern with. I don't have the answer
2: to that.
4: I'm not going to comment on that anymore. I've given you my answer regarding Disney. There's Next question. The
2: last question.
4: As I mentioned before, there are no current credible singular threats facing. Florida or the nation to my knowledge. You can be assured that if and when something that that rises to our attention, we will make sure the public is acutely aware. What do you expect to make all charges? I'm sorry? What do you expect to finalize your charges? Charge to the final request. I'm gonna refer to A Bentley
5: for that. As I said before and as I said today, we do not know when charges will be finalized to answer your question. Indeed, we're not sure what charges will be brought or if charges will be brought. I can assure you that we're working with our law enforcement partners to find out everything we can about what happened at the Pulse nightclub. We're using all law enforcement and legal tools to reconstruct not only the events of that night, but the events over the past several months not only with respect to what the shooter did in Orlando, but what he did in Fort Pierce. This is as exhaustive a review of evidence as you will find in the United States. We're leaving no stone unturned, but we simply cannot speculate on the timing of charges or whether there will be charges. It would really be unfair to not only any named person with respect to charges, but also to the public. We want to keep the public well informed and we do not want to invite idle speculation that will only hamper our efforts.
3: How far are you from wrapping up the entire investigation if it's good some sure.
5: of We cannot put a time limit on that. The only limit we have is we're going to go until we, we're absolutely satisfied that We've uncovered every bit of evidence that's out there, and we've reviewed every possible charge. That's when this investigation will end. It might be a matter of days. It could be weeks. It could be years. There's simply no way to determine at this time how long the investigation will last.
7: say? you have any other suspects or in getting
5: the question was whether we have any other suspects, or persons of interest. I cannot answer that question directly, but I will tell you that we are investigating not only this crime, but law enforcement is talking to everyone associated with the shooter. And that includes his family, his friends, people in businesses. It includes anyone who fell within the ambit of uh, what the shooter was doing in the months leading up to the crime.
1: I'm sorry?
5: Is who cooperating? I cannot comment on the cooperation of any individual at this time. As Assistant Special Agent Hopper um, said, we are talking to literally hundreds of people, and any cooperation that we receive will be kept in confidence.
6: To me, in my core zone, uh, zone, um live from orlando as authorities uh, going, uh,
0: attempt to answer uh, some the, looming questions the, uh, go, over the pulse uh, nightclub the of, and the man they say opened fire on it sunday morning omar uh, uh, mateen right now governor uh, rick scott giving an address in spanish to the people of florida we've heard from well him elected officials uh, and several law enforcement authorities uh, as right now, they wrap up the press conference and make their way uh, away from the microphones. They continue to say they look into his history, his relationships, and what drove Omar Mateen to commit the deadliest mass shooting in modern American history. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. Back now to Orlando, where ABC's Aaron Koturski has been covering this since the story broke early Sunday morning. And Aaron, lots of details there, but still many questions unanswered, including Aaron about the suspected
7: gunman's wife. No, they would not characterize uh, whether she is cooperating. Uh, We know that she's been questioned. Indeed, we heard that they're questioning everybody associated with the gunman. But I think there was one important piece of news, and that is that authorities do not have any evidence to suggest that there was any other target besides Pulse nightclub. The FBI made that quite clear. Uh, So despite thought, perhaps, that he had been casing other targets, uh, it seems indeed the FBI is confident now in saying that Pulse was where he wanted to slaughter
0: and authorities also saying that uh, certain communities in the area including Muslim communities had received threats but Aaron we heard you ask that question about his Facebook post and it's clear that Omar Mateen was not living this private cloistered life he's reportedly been spotted online on video with elected officials and even Aaron at the Pulse nightclub
7: well there are thoughts that he may have posted during the the massacre we're trying to get some clarity but there were four different Facebook accounts ascribed to Omar Mateen and uh, and and it indicates a degree of what might have been in his head uh the, the the jihadist propaganda that we had heard about Brad.
0: and today the Orlando Regional Medical Center says of the 44 victims it treated Twenty-five are still in the hospital, six of them in critical condition. Meanwhile, the gun debate rages on with President Obama and Hillary Clinton pressing for more stringent gun policies, especially when it comes to those on federal watch lists. And they're joined, of all people, by Donald Trump, who has tweeted he'd like to meet with the National Rifle Association and make sure those on the no-fly list don't get guns. Of course, not the last time we will hear from Orlando, from law enforcement, from families. And, of course, from the president, who will visit the city tomorrow, will be there with you every step of the way. For ABC's Aaron Katursky, I'm Brad Milkey. You've been listening to live coverage from ABC News. ABC News, honored winner for the second straight year with the Edward R. Murrow Award for overall excellence in television and radio. ABC News, America's number one news source.